Welcome at this, uh, at this second uh, lecture, strategizing. Uh, today I cannot run too much because they are going to record me. And I hope I have never to do this uh, lecture again. So next time it will be a uh, video lecture and I will, at the lecturing time, I will do something completely different. So I will have a case or something else. Uh, so this uh, welcome at the occasion of the last lecture of the history of uh, strategic information systems planning. Uh, I think it's an important lecture, that's why I uh, want uh, them to record it, because you have to know something about history before you can say something about the future. So uh, it's important uh, to know what happened uh, in the last years, but also in the last decades, uh, and then uh, try to make an image of the future and see what's going to happen then. Uh, and in this, uh, in this lecture of on one and a half hour, I will take you from 1980 until 2010, and then in the end, beyond 2010, and see what's going to happen then. Uh, that's going to happen in, uh, first, some challenges. First, some challenges from Earl, then some challenges from Applegate, uh, finally, some challenges for the university itself. I was at the uh, opening of the academic year in uh, Monday in the, in, the, in the music hall in Enschede. And uh, Anne Vleerman, he told me that uh, the ideal university was the Humboldt University. So I looked it up at the internet and found some interesting stuff that I want to share with you today. Uh, also some challenges. Hey, there's some technical challenges there too. Let's see if we can help that. Uh, after the challenges, some definitions, because without definitions we don't know what we are talking about. Uh, then uh, the rise and fall of strategic information systems planning, and then the rise again of interorganizational strategic information systems planning. Uh, in the second part, we, uh, we focus on approaches. What kind of approaches do we have? What kind of methods do we have? And uh, I also will show some tools, some first tools and some first examples of tools to use during an uh, information strategy process. Uh, in the end, we'll also, I will also show some problems and some, uh, some barriers. And uh, then it will be half past five and time to go home. Uh, first, some challenges. Michael Earl, he uh, was one of the first uh, professors to, uh, to write a book on information strategy. Uh, if it wasn't that old, it is from 1989, I would be still be using that book, uh, Management of IT, because uh, it's a very good book, but outdated from 89, I cannot use it anymore. Uh, but still it got some, uh, some important uh, uh, examples, some challenges in it that I want to share with you because those challenges also come back in the tools that we use in information strategy. For, is, for instance, the, the first challenge, the, the customer orientation, uh, it comes back in the Tracy, Tracy and Wiesema tool uh, and it's, it, uh, it says that you have to focus either on customer, either on product or either on process. So you, you can be as cheap as possible, focus on the, on the process. You can be as good as possible for your customer and focus on the customer. 
or you can be as good as possible with your product and focus on the product quality. But you cannot do all three at the same time. That's what Tracy and Wiesema say uh, at least, and, but also back, backed up by Porter and Miller and all other uh, uh, management gurus in that area. So they say you cannot do it at the same time. You have to do it uh, one at a time uh, and have a basic level for, for two of them and excel in one of them. Uh, so we do that later in the tool. Uh, you, will, will, you will see that. Uh, I will already hand out uh, or let it, let it go around one of the examples of this tool. This is Tra Tracy and uh, Biersema tool. And it's also an example of the first assignment, how I would like it to be. But watch out. I spend about uh, three or four hours on this. Uh, and uh, I'm, not, I'm still not satisfied with it totally. So I would give myself a six, I think, uh, for the effort. But uh, still, I think it, it should be more interacti interactive. It should, it should be more, uh, uh, yeah, more powerful uh, than, uh, than this. So I will show it anyway to, to, uh, to give you an example. I also put it on the web, and I will also show it on the, on the web how it will be interactive. But I will show that later when I explain the tool. But now at least you can, uh, can see. So you should uh, look at it as a, a left page and a right page. So the left page is the creative part, and this is the boring part. And together they, uh, they make, uh, they make uh, one, one of the chapters. So. Multiple technologies. Uh, so we have different ICT. It's always uh, information communication technology. It's a little bit uh, mm, distracting because there are lots a lot of more technologies uh, uh, going on in companies that should be integrated within your, uh, within your company. Uh, so you, you have to have a broader view than only looking at ICT. Uh, also look at the technology that goes into the product. Also look at the technology that goes into the, uh, into the, the logistical system or into the production system. Uh, also look at the te technology when you uh, interact with customers, but most of it will be in the ICT uh, format, but some of it will go out like a, just a normal telephone. It's still the most used, uh, most used technology interacting with the customer. And it's not, yeah, it's communication technology, yes, but it's not really ICT, it's not in the definition. Uh, development and maintenance of backlog. This he wrote in 89. 1989, it's the last century, and still we have not uh, covered this challenge. So still we have a lot of legacy systems in companies. Uh, you, do you know what legacy systems are? I have to wake you up, sorry. Old systems, yes. And what, what's, the, what's the problem with the legacy systems? They, uh, they have... Troubles, troubles in communicating with new systems. Sorry again. They're just built for one specific activity in the business. He said they are just built for one specific area in the, in the business, and we have now integrated systems which are which are for the for the for the total of the company. So you have all kinds of problems integrating that and talking to each other again in these uh, in these systems. So. Uh, in most of the organizations, uh, we still have 
legacy systems that are 15 or 20 year, years old. Uh, for example, uh, Raad, it's a quite old-fashioned uh, consultancy firm, still has a lot of uh, programmers uh, programming in COBOL because all these legacy systems has to be, have to be uh, maintained and have to keep running, uh, especially systems like uh, the salary systems. My salary system, for instance, is still run on a very old system, a very old computer. And now it's a little bit updated with new publishing techniques, so it comes into a new publishing system and then it goes out, but still it looks like it's, it's, uh, it's from uh, the former century. So uh, this, this, this challenge that Michael Earl formulated uh, about uh, 20 years ago still hasn't been uh, solved. Uh, my policy in that is throw it away. Throw it away. Yeah, so why, why bother keeping all those old systems? We have much better new infrastructure uh, ready to, uh, to go. Uh, the maintenance costs uh, are most of the time uh, uh, higher than the investment costs that you have on the other side. So throw it away if possible. But people in organizations, they cling to systems. They are special, specialists in systems. They are experts in systems. They go to Boston because they are the king of the system that is uh, built in Boston. And they go there every month or every year. Uh, and they don't want that system to be killed. They don't want to, that system to be thrown away. So you really have to fight hard as an IT specialist or as a consultant to throw these systems away. And uh, I am uh, telling it for about uh, 10 years now, and uh, still information managers have lots of problems with, uh, with this. Last challenge that uh, Michael Earl puts down is a knowledge challenge for the information managers themselves. Uh, I've done in my career to, up till now about 15 information strategy processes together with information managers most of the time. And always you have to educate them, you have to train them, you have to uh, get them on a higher level. Uh, not not on, the, on the business side, they know a lot about their own business. So you have to keep, uh, keep away from that side. But you have to train them on, uh, on, on the model side, on the method side, uh, how to use the Tracy and Wiesemar model, how to uh, focus on, uh, on, on one of these three areas uh, and how they can do that themselves. So um, I as a consultant, uh, I want to uh, make myself obsolete. So when I get out of the organizations, I don't want them to call me again, like, Tom, I need you for this or that. So I, I train the managers to, uh, to repeat the information strategy themselves without me. And I can, of course, help them a little bit afterwards, but that's not the, the, that's not the objective. They should be able to do it themselves. So we have to get these information managers on a higher level, but not only the information managers, that's what Earl said in those days, but also the marketing managers, also the production managers, uh, even more the top managers, because uh, at, at this time they are not... Uh, paying enough attention towards the information problems in the organization. So they think it's scary 
because they don't know exactly what is happening. Uh, a lot of money is going on, so they can lose a lot of money if they, they make the wrong decisions. So they let other people make the decisions. They let information managers make the decisions and say, aha, that's not, that was not a good decision. So it was not their decision. Uh, so it's, uh, it's not only a matter of uh, getting knowledge to the information manager, now it's all also getting knowledge to the top manager and getting one of the top managers responsible for information in the company. Because if that's not the case, and information is important in that, in that company, it will be on a lower level, it will be on a staff level or, or, or one level lower than it should be. So your first advice would be to take responsibility in the, in the, top, in the top management. Okay, then we go to the American school, to the Harvard school, most famous, uh, of course, in the, in the United States. Uh, and Applegate, Linda Applegate, is one of the, uh, the queens of, uh, of Harvard. Uh, she wrote a book uh, together with uh, Cash and together with McFarland and McKenney, who are some older uh, uh, professors. Uh, uh, management of uh, uh, IT, it's also now corporate... Uh, Corporate Information Systems, it's called. And uh, in that book, uh, she says, ICT is a, it's a young technology. And that's true. I mean, it, it only exists for, let's say, 30, 40 years. Uh, and it's much younger than all the other uh, technology, the production technology, the, the, the logistical technology, and, and all the other technologies in companies. So it's, it's the youngest and the most uh, immature uh, technology that there is. It's not stable yet. It's, it's, uh, people don't have control on it yet. So within, I think, 20 years, 30 years, within your career in, uh, in, in the companies, there has to be, it has to stabilize. Uh, and you have to stabilize it. So that's, that's one of your tasks. In the, in, the, in the coming, uh, coming 30 years to, to get that stabilized so I can go to pension uh, saying, okay, my students have stabilized this situation and now we have a major technology. We have, don't have a young technology anymore. It's stabilized. It's, uh, now we know how to handle these things. I mean, if, if, uh, if Grols puts down a new uh, factory here in, in Bukelo, these production technologies are so stabilized that they just buy it and it's, there, there's, there, all these containers come and they, they fix it together and it works. And there's no problems with that. But don't we say IT has the infinite possibilities? So how can you stabilize? What do you want to stabilize? Well, you want to stabilize because now uh, a lot of money is invested without any effect. Uh, so... Sorry? Well, some, some pictures there, but that's, uh, and that's true. It's, it's, not, uh, it's not that important uh, at this moment. We are, we are going to communicate with the computer, so I'm going to ask you uh, to bring them along uh, the next times to, uh, to, uh, to use the tools and to, to interact uh, with that. But uh, you're right. At, at this moment, the, uh, the, the, the process in, uh, at the university, and we come to that later, at the university challenges, it's not used that much. Uh, in, in, in fact, 
There's never been uh, there, welcome. There's never been uh, somebody knocking at my door and asking somebody from the from the computer department or from the information department, like Mr. Spill, what would you like uh, for your information systems uh, to to be uh, that, that we make for you? No, they just drop uh, all the all the uh, gates uh, uh, trouble to me and uh, say, well, you you have to manage with that. So uh, you're right, the, the, the process is not uh, automated uh, that much. But in the future, I think it will be. This lecture will be on Blackboard next, uh, next year, and I won't be teaching this lecture, uh, so we'll do other stuff. Uh, we'll do a big case, or we do, uh, we do something else. So uh, I uh, spare time to, to do more interactive uh, things, uh, things with you. So things are changing, but slowly. Uh, what was I saying? A young technology, yeah, I hope it's, it, uh, so it gets more mature in the, in the, in the coming 30 years. Uh, technical growth, uh, well, we see lots of new things coming up, and uh, that's also what, uh, what the student here says. It, it grows, it grows in diversity, it grows in, uh, in, in amount. So uh, that will also be a challenge to, to control the growth and to see how we can manage uh, and, and get all the benefits out of it that we should get out of it. Uh, then we need IT and user coordination. These people don't talk to each other, at least not in the, in the same language. So I, as a user, say, well, I would like, I would like this tablet to be uh, disconnected uh, from this so I can walk around with it uh, and directly connecting to the Beamer. And I asked that uh, to the system controller, not of this building, but in the Spiegel last year. And he said, no, it's not possible. I said, yeah, it's possible. <laughs> it's possible because I can connect to this computer here and this computer connects to the Beamer. So I don't need any wires anymore. I just need control of that computer. No, it was not possible, he said. I said, yes, it's possible. Uh, it is possible, but it's not possible. So I don't get the authority to get, uh, on a, to, get the, to get the system control authority on this computer, so I cannot take it over from my computer, so it's not possible. Uh, but if they give me the authority, then it is possible. Uh, so uh, the IT user coordination is not that good at the moment in companies. And at this university, it's actually better than in normal companies. So in normal companies, people have uh, much more problems in communicating their wishes towards IT department. And the IT department has much more trouble in uh, getting their systems to the users and uh, training those users and getting them to, to use those, uh, those systems. So there is a big misunderstanding there. And that will be also one of your tasks in the coming uh, years to build that bridge between IT group and the user group because you should be able to talk both languages. So uh, translate from the user groups, ah, he means that, and translate from the IT group like, well, it's, it's not that bad guy. He's just trying to do his best on that area. And so trying to, to, to bridge, those, uh, bridge those people together. Then Applegate says uh, people have to specialize more on certain subjects. 
So we have uh, too many generalists. And, uh, well, you're looking at one of those generalists yourself. So I studied computer science, but then I went all the way to management science. So, so I took uh, too many subjects. So I can't know much about all those, uh, all those subjects because there's just not enough time to, uh, to get into depth in, uh, in all those, uh, those subjects. So he says there should be more people specializing on, uh, on, uh, on, these, uh, on these subjects. Uh, and we have to have a shift in focus, a shift in focus, focus from IT uh, towards uh, business. So IT is leading at this moment uh, in uh, pushing uh, all kinds of new things into companies and business should be leading and asking, well, I don't need that. I, w I, I would like that. Uh, and could you deliver me this and that? So business should be much more leading and should be much more in focus. Challenges for universities. Oh, that's not what I wanted. It looks like technology is, uh, yeah, it's working. So this is a website from the Seoul uh, University. And clearly they have some internationalization uh, to do. Or they are satisfied with uh, all uh, Chinese, Japanese uh, speaking, uh, speaking people uh, or more reading people because uh, I don't uh, understand really what they want from me. From, uh, from, and I learned some Chinese, though. I can, uh, I can make some sentences in Chinese, count in Chinese, and uh, uh, say that I'm a Dutch guy. But when I say that in, uh, in the south of China, they will laugh at me because it's Mandarin China, and it's, it's only from the Beijing area. So it's, uh, but from this, uh, I don't understand too much. Um, Okay, uh, what do I want to show? Here we've got some more uh, interesting uh, stuff from the University of uh, Cincinnati. And they have put up a totally uh, digital uh, online publication uh, series and uh, clearly want, uh, want people to participate in, uh, in their, uh, at their university. They have a master program that is international uh, and uh, digital, uh, so you can uh, you can take it from here. Uh, it's quite expensive though, so uh, you have to uh, put in a lot of lot of money. But you can stay at home. It's it's uh, quite uh, quite easy. Uh, this university also has ambitions to become uh, a digital university. But the first uh, the first tryouts that we did uh, two years ago. They failed, uh, failed on, a, on, a, on a higher level. So uh, we still have to do a lot of work uh, on, that, uh, on that account. Then we come to the opening of the academic year this year. And uh, Arne Vlierman, the chairman of the, the board here at this university, he said we should be an ideal university. And then he, uh, he said, I should read a paper from Humboldt. I didn't know the guy. 
but Internet is, uh, is very good in that, so uh, I, uh, I looked it up and uh, found the paper, and uh, then I thought, yeah, this, this is some interesting, uh, interesting stuff. Because what did Humboldt say? He said, okay, we, as a university, we should, we should always look at future challenges. So at ecology, at the globalization, all sorts of, all sorts of uh, 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 global issues we should take into, the, uh, take, take into account. We should cooperate on new themes, new scientific themes, uh, and cooperate from the beta side and the gamma side. So that's exactly the people that are here sitting, people from business administration and people from uh, computer science and from business information technology sitting together like, okay, we have to, we have to cross this border uh, from technology to people and from pe people to technology back again. Uh, lead away from partition, so uh, it's contrary to what uh, Applegate is saying, don't specialize, no, uh, build bridges between technology on one side and, uh, and human sciences on the other side. Work in multidisciplinary groups. Uh, six, so they have ten, ten challenges, the Humboldt universities, this is the fifth one. Lifelong learning, uh, I think it's very important. So don't stop learning when you get your, when you get your, uh, your final diploma. Uh, keep on learning, keep on, uh, on learning all the time because uh, the world will keep on changing. Uh, my son he is uh, going to study nanotechnology next year and uh, I've taken up the challenge to get his books and also get my master for uh, nanotechnology within, uh, within four years. So I hope I can, uh, I can manage that uh, still, but uh, I'm uh, very uh, hopeful that I will manage. Uh, I don't know if my son will like it though. <laughs> that's, uh, that's something else I have to discuss with him. Uh, new technologies. Uh, keep up with new technologies as university, of course. But uh, the point that, uh, that you are making, use these new technologies for the new didactics. So change this, uh, this lecturing form into some other form and use the, the ICT to do that. And we're going to use the ICT next week. Uh, new order of knowledge. So uh, try to, uh, I, I didn't get this point uh, too good, I must honestly say, but uh, what I think they, they, they mean is that, uh, that, that knowledge is spreading around much, much faster and much, much easier than, uh, than in the earlier days. So we have to find a new order of knowledge. So we have to find new ways of publishing new ways of, uh, of communicating knowledge with each other. Uh, then we have uh, yeah, some general point, possibilities for universalism, so again the globalization and that sort of thing. Avoid communism. Uh, Humboldt is uh, sort of uh, phobic for, for communi com communism, I think. When, when you read his stuff, uh, I'm not that phobic. I think there's, there are many good sides on, uh, on communism, so there, there should be a sort of, uh, sort of balance. But that's not what this lecture is about. Uh, abort objectiv objectivism and uniqueness. So try to uh, uh, be as broad as you can. Why am I telling these challenges from the university? 
because if you want to build an information strategy for universities, you first have to know the objectives of the university. You first have to know the, the challenges, uh, problems they are facing, uh, like in a SWOT analysis, the, the strengths, weaknesses, threats, opportunities. Uh, so you have to have a, 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 a total grasp of the, of, the, of the whole situation before you even can say anything about your information objectives. So it should align with those uh, corporate, uh, corporate objectives. But first, let's have some definitions. Jacques Davis, he was professor at Eindhoven University, and he created this, uh, this, this uh, pyramid. And uh, when he created it, uh, it was correct, more or less. That is about 20 years ago. Uh, now it's not correct anymore. Can some of you tell me why, in particular, it's not correct anymore? Total silence is also recorded. Huh? Sorry. You don't even understand what it is. You don't understand what it is. What so we have a time scope of, uh, of uh, operational strategy, one, two years, tactical strategy, two to four years, and strategic uh, strategy, five to seven years. We've got functionalities, integration, alignment, organization, development, infrastructure, going all through the, the pyramid. And then we've got three levels, strategic, tactic, operational. So what's wrong with it 20 years later? It still isn't clear. So. On operational level, you have an operational plan that in the coming years you have 10 projects running, development projects, uh, to create in your organization. On a higher level, you say uh, within two or four years, probably those information systems have to be made. On strategic level, you say we, uh, we have to create a long time scope. We first have to build an infrastructure, and then we can build the new information systems. That's a little bit how it works. But the time scope is not correct anymore. So at that time, people believed that you could uh, see into the future seven years and uh, say something on strategic level. Uh, within seven years, we will do this kind of information systems. And uh, in this uh, year 2010, you cannot look beyond three or four years. I think within four years, you, uh, you're totally looking into, uh, into a crystal ball and don't know what's going to happen. Uh, so this time scope has uh, gone to one year, two, two, two to three years, and four years in the strategic, uh, strategic levels, and five to seven years we don't talk uh, about anymore. If you 
have this uh, functionality, it's still about, about the same. The only thing I would add at this moment is the network or the, the information interorganizational uh, functionality uh, within, the, within the pyramid. Uh, the levels are still okay uh, and uh, are used in, in many management models, uh, so still, uh, still operational, still, still valid. Sorry that I didn't explain uh, enough uh, of that. Then last year, uh, last uh, time, I talked about the definition of information systems, and I said that I uh, took it quite broadly as uh, humans interacting with each other. Uh, this time, I have a little bit uh, yeah, more schematic uh, uh, definition of, uh, of information systems, where I say, okay, this broad Information system is, is, is uh, based upon the informal uh, IS. Then we have a, a formal IS, where we can say we've got programs, software, and we have uh, hardware, with, with, of no software, which, is, uh, which we can uh, uh, put down on, uh, on paper or in the computer, and which is, uh, is, is, is for, formalizable, formalizable, I don't know if it's an English word, uh, and then in the core, we have the hardware, we have the technical, uh, technical things uh, as an information system. So there, also the IT-IS uh, relationship that I uh, put out uh, last week is again visible. Then, what is the definition of strategic information systems planning? I will... Uh, Read it out, the process of identifying a portfolio of information systems that will assist an organization in executing its business plans and consequently realizing its business goals, and or the process of searching for information systems with a high impact and the ability to create an advantage over competitors. And this, uh, this definition is started in 1988 and slowly elaborated in, uh, in the years afterwards by Fitzgerald and also in my own PhD thesis. Okay. I have a small break here. I want to show you uh, first before I start the story about uh, the rise and fall of information strategy. I want to show you, last time I showed you one of the, the plans uh, that was made as a group assignment uh, last year. Uh, this is also a, a result of a group assignment uh, last year. Uh, it's a plan for the 3TU, uh, how they can uh, create an information strategy. Uh, and I quite liked it, so uh, I don't want you to copy it this year, but... I would like you to uh, get uh, uh, interested by it and, sh and see how you can, uh, how you can uh, interest managers in, uh, in doing information strategy. I gave this one a smaller version to the, uh, to the IT manager of the, uh, of the university. And uh, I, I visited him, uh, I think, three weeks ago. Now, longer, longer ago, it was just before the holidays, so I think five weeks ago. 
and it was uh, on top of his desk, so like uh, like a showpiece, uh, like uh, this is uh, this is going to be our information strategy. So I said, oh, it's working. So this kind of thing is uh, is working. Uh, so show it around. So on the one hand, uh, information strategy can be boring. Uh, I'm sorry, I have to be boring some sometimes to get all this uh, this material across. But sometimes it can also be very, uh, very interesting and very, uh, very challenging to to perform it and to implement it uh, in uh, in organizations. Uh, Henry Minsberg, I think you all know him, of course, as a management uh, guru. He uh, made uh, made this uh, very interesting uh, figure, uh, where he said. Uh, not all planned strategy is realized, and most, unreal, of, uh, most unplanned, unintended strategy is realized. So he said and, uh, that about 80% of the intended strategy ended up as unrealized, and only 20%, so a very small part of it, uh, gets realized. So. Uh, what does that uh, bring for this lecture? Because then I'm teaching uh, all kinds of stuff that does not have any f effect in, the, in organizations. Or do you think otherwise? Should I continue? Didn't think I was so boring. I think strategy is also a direction. So if you go into a, a direction, you're, you're achieving something. Or mm -hmm. if you realize 20% is not a big problem, but you still go in that direction. Yeah. Here, this, this, this uh, guy is saying, OK, information strategy is also a direction. So, uh, well, he didn't say that, but it's like in uh, Alice in Wonderland. Uh, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. So uh, if you don't have a direction, uh, you can take any road you want, and uh, you're, always, uh, you're always getting the, good, the, 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 the road that is, uh, that is good. But real life is not like that. So you, you should have some idea of which way you are, uh, which way you are going. In the slides of last lecture that I didn't, uh, didn't show, there also was a, a map of uh, mountains, and uh, it was a map that uh, Hungarian soldiers found in the First World War. And uh, this map uh, gave them, they were lost for, for two days, nearly frozen. And this map they found, and it gave them directions. Uh, to get to the get back to their camps and survive, but the maps were not not the map map of the Alps that where they were. It was the map of the Pyrenees, so it was totally wrong map. But by looking at the map and looking at the stars and looking at the, at the direction that they had, they kept going the right the one way, and instead of going in circles, and that's why, how they get get out of these uh, these mountains. So uh, it's not the case of any map will, will take you there, but at least it gives you some direction. Uh, there is a second 
very important point why information strategy is important. And uh, I don't know if you can think of that, but I challenge you to. So something that's very important. And it also has, uh, the last challenge that I've shown was also about that. Quickly go back one slide. And then that's, that's a pity. Uh, one of the last challenges was knowledge to the information manager, and I said also to the top managers. So one one of the important results of the information strategy is not the plan itself. It's not the final result or the output. No, it's the outcome or the knowledge that you create during the process. So you, you, you create knowledge about the system, you create knowledge about your company, you create knowledge about it, your direction, and you use that knowledge again when you make new decisions. So when a new information system comes up or a new decision has to be made. So the learning aspect of the information strategy might be much more important than the, uh, the plan itself. Uh, another thing about uh, this picture is that I think uh, information strategy is an ongoing process. It's not making a plan. It's an ongoing process of decision-making. And that decision-making should be uh, made in the top management board and constantly. So every month they should talk together, sit together and say, what should we do with information systems this year or this month? Uh, and how should we change it? How should we what kind of decision should we make? And that constantly, every month or every two months, put it on the agenda and try to think it over. Uh, so more a continuous process than creating one plan within a couple of months. This is something I announced last week, the con conjuncture of, uh, of information strategy. It started before 1988 with uh, comprehensive practices from uh, James Martin and from Rockar, who put critical success factors on the map. Uh, then uh, Bill King uh, wrote the paper, How Effective Is Your Information Planning? And it was on a high, uh, high conjuncture uh, in 1988. Uh, then you saw the, the fall uh, by Claudio Sibora, who wrote uh, that uh, it's all uh, a, a bunch of nothing and uh, had no effect, of, effect at all. Uh, and it took, took down a lot of uh, the old methods and uh, uh, yeah, it created some mind mapping tools and all kinds of brainstorming tools uh, to put more emphasis on the, on the creative, uh, creative part. Uh, we, saw, we saw Michael Earle coming up, Van Katzerman and uh, Henderson making the, ali the alignment model that you all know, of course. Uh, and uh, then uh, at 2000 we saw a low conjuncture. You saw the big crash of, uh, uh, of IT and the .NET crash uh, coming slowly afterwards. Uh, and uh, slowly now we see... Uh, all kinds of research is getting together again. I, uh, there's a special issue coming up of, of the Journal of Strategic Information Systems where uh, interorganizational inter network strategy is one of the subjects. Uh, and uh, you see that more or less 40, 50 researchers again 
are studying it on a high level at the moment. <coughs> so, from this research we see that it's even, even worse than Minsberg pronounced. Minsberg said only 20% of these, uh, these plans is uh, effectuated uh, from research from Al Lederer and Vijay Sethi. They, uh, they said, no, 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 it's only 70% of all the plans that we have uh, looked through uh, is, uh, is implemented. Uh, Vitale and others, they trivialize planning like, yeah, it's, it's just a trick and uh, why bother at all? Uh, Pyburn, he said, we, we have to, to look more at the, uh, the informal, uh, informal side uh, and, and replace uh, the old uh, formal uh, methods. And Earl announced that it was costly and remote. Sibora, uh, on the other hand, he said it's just end-user end hacking. Uh, we, we have no uh, good means of creating good information systems. Uh, the critical needs of companies are not addressed well yet. Uh, and it's still not the case. I think ICT uh, should make, could make a lot more effect than it's making at the moment. And we have to think, uh, think about that more strategically. Like, how can we get more customers with our ICT? How can we get a better product quality with our ICT? How can we get uh, uh, cheaper processes, uh, faster processes with help of our ICT? Uh, and it, most of the time it works the other way around. We, build, we bring in an uh, enterprise-wide system and we don't know what it's going to bring. Yeah, it should uh, make, uh, make our uh, processes more efficient. But on the other hand, we spend millions and sometimes billions, if you uh, look at uh, the Ministry of Defense, for instance, they spend a billion uh, euro on an enterprise-wide system, which is not even implemented yet. So they, they're building it for four or five years and still have no clue when it's ending. And they don't care because a helicopter, it, it costs five, million, five billion euro. So it's only a fifth of a helicopter, so why bother uh, too much? So we're not thinking, we're not thinking straight uh, on ICT. We're not uh, addressing the critical needs. Uh, I sometimes say, uh, IS architecture is not important. And I step on the toes of my colleagues because they think I, I, IS architecture is very important and most important of all. If I talk to Pascal van Eck, uh, if, uh, if I talk to uh, uh, some other people like my boss, Jos van Hilgesberg, they think architecture is the most important uh, thing. Uh, and I, I say, well, I teach my student to start with strategy go to a project portfolio and go back to strategy again and skip the whole uh, architecture uh, part because architecture takes a lot of time and we, ha we don't have that time uh, to, to, to get this, this, this cycle of strategy going. So we need quicker decisions, we need, uh, but, but that doesn't mean that information architecture is not important. So we, we should take time but more like parallel time, so more next to it. So have a quick cycle on, the, on one side 
and have a long cycle on, on the other side building a, a, a stable, uh, stable architecture. So uh, I think uh, in the information strategy you should address what kind of architecture you need and then you have to put it aside and let it, let it run for itself and only look at the dependencies it has with the projects running or the projects coming in the future. So, uh, so don't take me wrong if, if I say architecture, you have to skip it. It is important, but uh, when you're talking about strategy and making decisions on new projects, then you should make it quickly and not take too long. Uh, Hanu, uh, my colleague, Hanu Salmela, he says, it's very difficult to formalize uh, the strategy. So it's very difficult to get these top managers to, to make decisions uh, to, to say, okay, we put half a billion euro into an enterprise system uh, the next four years. Uh, so it's, most of the time, strategy uh, stays in the mind of people and doesn't get to paper or to the computer. So there's a need for new planning methods, need for best of both worlds. And uh, after the break, I'm going to tell all about that. So uh, take uh, 10 minutes or 15 minutes, get some coffee. Welcome back. So I spent uh, about two hours now on a high level, very abstract, and uh, uh, it's about time uh, stepping down and uh, getting to the floor level and starting to talk about tools, starting to talk about your assignments, uh, and starting to talk about uh, yeah, what are the real goals of this, uh, of this lecturing uh, series. Uh, I do that by explaining the, uh, the, the balanced method that Hanu and uh, I created uh, eight years ago uh, with 50 tools in it that together uh, create a total information strategy but never are done all together. So I've never seen one information strategy that holds all 50 tools. It's just quite impossible. It's too much. It's too, uh, too comprehensive. So uh, the first uh, cycle that you have to make with your client, with your, uh, the, 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 the organization that wants to have an information strategy, is an agreement, uh, agreement cycle where you agree with your client what tools you are going to use and what kind of uh, results you are going to get with your information strategy. So uh, if we look at the, uh, at the method, the first thing is that, that you are going to do... Oh, that's not true. Wait. The first thing that you are going to do is the first cycle, and this is to create an agreement with the top manager that you are talking, uh, talking with. And in this lecture, I will uh, constantly talk about uh, the Rabo manager, uh, Ewald Oudersteinhoff, uh, as 
the person that is our contractor at this, uh, at this point. So we have to make an agreement with him what we are going to do with this information strategy and how long we are going to take a sort of project plan to, uh, to create. More about that later. First, some uh, specific things. Uh, all kinds of people uh, were anxious to know a little bit more about uh, this, so I waited a little bit. Uh, the first assignment uh, has to be delivered on the 19th of September. Uh, it's an uh, interactive book pages, two pages, uh, where you uh, take the tool that you are assigned to, the Excel uh, list of uh, the, 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 the tool that's assigned to you is already on, uh, on the blackboard uh, in the assignment, uh, uh, assignment material. Uh, so you have a number before your, uh, before your name, and that's the tool number that you have to, you have to do. Uh, you have a text available. It's now on PDF. I will make it available on, uh, on Word, so it, it's easier to, uh, to cut and paste. Uh, and you have a slide or more slides available uh, on your uh, tool. And your assignment is to get those two together and create an interactive, uh, an interactive tool. I will show you the example tool. Discount. Uh, So here, on my website, you see the Tracy and, uh, Tracy and uh, Riesema tool. I will explain it later, but I'll just show it now. And uh, if you want to know something about uh, Tracy, you just click on it and it, uh, it says Michael Tracy. If you uh, want to, to know something about encouragement of innovation, then... Uh, Maori has made a perfect article in that area, the influence of market demand upon innovation. Uh, if you want to know something about the Walmarts, you have a case about the Walmarts. Uh, if you want to know something about operational excellence, you go to the Center of op Operational Excellence and you will get all the material that you want. Uh, so that's what I call an e-book. So you can constantly uh, click on it and get more information uh, on, uh, on, your, uh, on your subject. Uh, most difficult part is to get the, uh, the PowerPoint slide in because uh, my website doesn't, uh, doesn't do that yet. My colleague said I should try Google Docs. I will try uh, the coming days if I can uh, get uh, better, uh, better results with, uh, with Google Docs dots, uh, site uh, uh, system but uh, I'm not sure that it, uh, that it will help. At this point in time, I only have this. So I put the, uh, the slide next to it. So we have an incredible information strategy. We have the, the story here and the slide there. And then you have to open it and it, uh, you can fill it in. So you can directly use it in a company. And that's... That's the way that I want, would like it to be. So you have an explanation on the, on the left side 
uh, clickable and uh, totally, uh, totally e-book. And the tool on the other side, which you can directly use in a company and say, okay, we just fill it in for, this, uh, for the Rabobank or for, uh, for university or whatever, and uh, we use it. So what I will do is uh, spend tomorrow morning uh, on this, uh, on this uh, document to get it, try to get it to Google Docs and try if I can make it uh, to, to merge the slide and the, uh, and, the, and the Word document. If I don't manage that, I will do it like, uh, like it is now and uh, create, uh, for every tool card, create another, uh, another website uh, for that. So you are with 52 or 53. That's exactly the amount of tools that we have. It's amazing because all the five years that I teach now, every time it's 51, 52, 53 uh, students uh, taking, the, taking the course. Uh, so is that clear for you, the first assignment? Okay. Uh, then the 3rd of October, I expect the second assignment, also individual, uh, where uh, you... Uh, make a literature search on information strategy and try to find the most important papers at this moment in time about information strategy. Uh, in your opinion, of course. Uh, I did the same exercise three years ago, so I have it uh, updated until 2008, and I was amazed by how many references I got that I didn't know it existed. So I got uh, papers from the uh, Journal of Public Administration, which I never read, uh, all about information strategy that was very important to my area. Uh, I got papers from a colleague from Münster that I know personally uh, that I didn't know he wrote the paper. <laughs> and uh, and some, of, some of you guys found the paper and put it in the, in the references. So I think... Uh, most of the researchers, so I have to tell, I, I have to uh, say for myself, of course, that we miss too many uh, recent references on the subject that we are studying. So I ask you to help me in that, and uh, together, so you have only have to have 10 references, uh, but together you make 500 references, which ov uh, overlaps, of course, uh, a little bit. Uh, but in the end, we'll have a list of 200, I guess, uh, up-to-date references, which uh, make a very good start if you, uh, if you want to start a literature search or any, a literature study or anything. Then, on the 17th of October, uh, I expect from you a group assignment. And the group assignment can be either a plan, like it's going around now, uh, either a paper about uh, interorganizational information strategy. Uh, so first thing you have to decide is which group you're going to take. Please send an email to me and I will put up the groups in, uh, in Blackboard. I had it in sign up last year, but then uh, it totally went wrong with the grading because sign up doesn't have a real group. So it's, it, it doesn't uh, go beyond uh, the group making. So I, have, I better check it, better put it in myself. Uh, so send an email to me with your group. Uh, the group maximum is five. So I get uh, 11 groups, uh, I think. Uh, 
And uh, at the 17th of October, I expect uh, your, uh, your plan or paper. You have to decide whether you go to, to, to the literature side and spend more time in theory or go into the practical side and spend more time uh, in, uh, in practice. Uh, when in practice, you have to know that you are out there alone. You cannot go to Ewald Oudersteinhoff and ask him, uh, Ewald, uh, what kind of uh, objectives do you have with your bank? So you have to find it on the internet, on uh, all the uh, year reports and uh, all other things that are uh, available for banking, if you choose the banking assignment. Uh, you can also make a plan for a network of universities. Uh, that can be the 3TU University, but it can also be uh, the Groningen, Nijmegen, Wageningen, Twente uh, University connection, or whatever connection in, in the Netherlands of, uh, of universities. Uh, uh, so that's the two things you can make an actual plan for. Uh, on uh, on uh, uh, paper, uh, you have to send me a problem formulation, like this is the problem we want to study, and I will interact with you like mm, I would do it more like that or I would do it more like, uh, like that. And you have to start soon with that, so don't wait too long with that interaction uh, part. Then, uh, on the 24th of October, uh, first, uh, at the 18th of October, I send around all the papers uh, uh, to uh, a peer review. So every group has to, uh, has to peer review two other papers or plans uh, with a standard, uh, standard uh, form to fill in. Uh, and I will uh, also put, out, put standard forms on the, uh, on the Internet. Uh, the, those forms also indicate how you're going to be graded. So look at it closely before you start uh, working and not after you start uh, working. Uh, or when you start reviewing, then you suddenly know, oh, I should have put in that or I should have put in that. Uh, so the review is uh, due the 24th of October. And then you can make an assignment with me from the 25th until the 6th of November to have a uh, oral defense so you come with five of you to my office and we have a good chat about your paper or about your plan and uh, you get a final grade is that clear to everybody okay Uh, maybe, uh, maybe something, uh, it is already written down, maximum of 3,000 words and less is better than more. Uh, also with the plan, uh, keep it short, keep, make it attractive somehow and uh, make it, uh, make the statement, make, make the plan make it statement itself. So. Uh, don't spend too many words because managers, they don't like words too much. So uh, keep it short and powerful. It's better than uh, taking a lot of words and uh, be lengthy and be complete and uh, don't say anything. So please uh, keep to that. Okay.
agreement. That's what we're talking about, first thing. Uh, so I connected with, uh, with AVOUT, all the stain off, uh, with LinkedIn. And uh, I got a message back. I will show it to you. And uh, here it says, LinkedIn connections. See what AVOUT has been up to. Uh, so, uh, so I looked a little bit about uh, what, what he has been doing. He has been uh, uh, working at the SNS Bank. He has been uh, at the Rabobank uh, Central Twente now. He is uh, a member of the, the Prof. Ronde in Almelo, so he likes uh, cycling. Uh, he has been uh, at, uh, at Philips uh, company. So, and he knows these people and uh, 99 other ones. I won't check them all. Uh, but uh, so we know a little bit about uh, about this guy. Uh, next thing is, I'm going to send him an email. I didn't do that yet, but I've got some ideas now from last uh, from last lecture, and uh, I will certainly do it uh, tomorrow or on Friday. Uh, and the next step is that I have to agree with uh, with Ewald, who should be in this planning process. So, which people, uh, which stakeholders uh, should should be in uh, in, the, in the planning process? Uh, what people should we get into the into the strategy process, information strategy within Rabobank Twente? What kind of functions? What kind of groups within the organization should we get Ewald himself within the group? We ask Ewald as a champion. He would like that. Uh, so, but we, we don't take him into the normal group. He is, uh, you don't take the top manager as, as a... But you ask him. What do you ask him? To, uh, actually, to represent the project and to help it and to tell other people that's a cool project so they will cooperate. They all have to cooperate with this project. Yeah, that's, that's his function. So he has to tell, he has to, uh, to put his power... It's an hierarchic uh, organization. Ah, I forgot something. Some uh, guy asked me what I was talking about last time when I said, yeah, you, you know a lot about banking if you, uh, if you take this uh, book. This is a reference book from uh, Stadafel. And it's got the whole chapter, chapter uh, 17, on banking, 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 banking. Uh, so it's got all kind of literature about information uh, in, uh, in banking. Uh, it's in Dutch, so that's, uh, that's a shame for, uh, for all international uh, people. But uh, there's the same sort of book. It's from Cushing, uh, and, uh, which, which also has all the administrative organization of banking in uh, international uh, language in it. So if you want to know something about banking and information in banking, you have to catch such a book or try to find it on the Internet somewhere. Uh, another good book that you can use is a book from Heinz Dijk. All right, done. It's also in Dutch, sorry. Heinz Dijk, he makes a, a translation from uh, the typology from Minsburg to 
uh, information systems and information structures and information architectures in companies. What kind of uh, structure is a bank in Munzburg uh, terms? Please help me on that. Is it a professional bureaucracy? Is it an ethocracy? Is it a machine bureaucracy? Is it a simple structure? Is it, what, what fifth one is there? It's five, <laughs> five structures. I think it's a professional bureaucracy. And why do you think that? Who agrees with Ruth? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Small minority. Who's got another idea? Do you think it's a professional bureaucracy? Bank? Yeah, I'm looking at you, but uh, yeah? <laughs> Don't know? Do you think it's professional bureaucracy? The university is a professional bureaucracy. Yeah? It's, a, it's a, a basic example that Minsberg uses. Hmm. Well, a bank typically is a machine bureaucracy in the terms of uh, of, uh, of, uh, of Minsberg because there's a lot of transactions going, uh, going on, there's a lot of rules and, and norms in the bank constantly uh, going on. And that means it's got a very specific information structure and information organization. So uh, it's, it's all, nearly all rule-based uh, if this happens. So if you want a mortgage, for, in, for instance, in a bank, you have these rules, it, it, it's got to all the departments, there's an internal control mechanism in the whole bank, so everybody has to put signs on the forms, and then you have a big pile of uh, forms, and then everybody's put his, his, uh, his mark on it, and then it's, it's agreed upon, yes, we can give a mor mortgage to, uh, to this person. So uh, if you want to know something on, on information structure and on information strategy, you start with that kind of thing. So you start with the reference model that you think, okay, what kind of organization is this, and what does that mean? And then you start talking to Ewald Oudersteinhoff and you say, okay, it's a machine uh, bureaucracy, lots of transactions going on. Uh, how have you arranged this? Uh, did you outsource that to, uh, to a company? Yeah, 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 we outsource that. How do you control that? How, how, how do you uh, keep the quality of those, uh, of those outsourcing projects? Uh, oh, oh, no, we don't have real control mechanisms. So that's, that's where you start. Uh, start talking to, uh, to, to, that, uh, to the person. And that's where you start making agreements. Uh, so you need a champion, uh, but we need some, somebody else from top management who is responsible for information uh, or information management in the board to get into the... So we need somebody from top management in the basic team of the information strategy. We also need the information manager himself. So, or... Uh, um, uh, the, the, the head of department of computer technology or something like that, or automation department, but somebody responsible for the function uh, information in the organization. Then we need a functional 
manager. So we need somebody from uh, uh, the accounts or somebody from the mortgages or somebody heading the, uh, the marketing department uh, to, to step into the to step into the to the group, and we need somebody from the user uh, group, so from the user group on the information side, but also from the user group in the uh, in the business side from both both sides. Uh, That's for the bank. Uh, Miko Ruone, he, uh, he made uh, this, uh, this stakeholder, uh, call it a tool, but it's easy to use. Uh, so he says uh, when you do an information strategy process, and uh, then you need these, these people, top management group, functional management group, IS management group, IS and business system operational group. If we're making uh, an information strategy here at the university, so we need somebody from top management. So either uh, Arne Vlier, Vlierman or uh, Ed Brinksmar or uh, more likely Case Arts, who is uh, responsible for, uh, for information uh, in the board, has to take part in, it, in this uh, in, in information strategy process. Uh, we need somebody from user management, so either Paul von Loon from uh, management and governance, or we need uh, 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 the head of department of uh, computer science or from, uh, from industrial science. So one of those guys has to step up and say, okay, I, I think information is interesting enough to spend uh, 200 hours, 300 hours on this subject. And most of them don't want to spend 200 hours or 300 hours a year uh, on this uh, subject. So you really have to be convincing, and you really need the champion that, uh, uh, to, to talk them into it. Then you need an IS management group. You need the IS manager himself, Frank Snells. Uh, last year he was in the classroom. Uh, he followed all the lectures of information strategy. And I hope this year he will be making an information strategy himself. Uh, but we also have uh, Jan Evers, who just did his oh sorry, who just just did his MBA uh, at this uh, at this faculty. This is Jan, and we have uh, Hans Westerik. Hmm. Hans Westerik, who knows all about information systems at, uh, at the university. So it's a real content expert and really needed in this, uh, in this process. So at the start of your information strategy, you need about five, six people to start it up. But how many people do we have to uh, commit to this study? So we're now talking about this university. It has 3,000 uh, uh, employees. How many people should we commit to this information strategy process? 10 percent. So that's 300. It's a hell of a job. I think we won't make that. So uh, I think we're lucky if we can uh, make about five working groups 
all with 10 to 12 peoples, people, so I think about 60. Uh, we should manage to, uh, to commit in a direct way. Then if you say, okay, these people are going to communicate with, his, with their uh, backgrounds uh, and uh, talk to five, six, or seven more people, then we get to the 300 that you, that you want to reach, but still it will be indirect. So it will not be a direct circus uh, there. So I think you're going to create about five workshops with one uh, workshop with the uh, professional, one workshop with the students, one workshop with the secretaries, one workshop with the management, and oh, fifth one, I don't know. You have to invent that uh, yourself. Is it already a half past five? I don't know. Is that mine? Sorry for that. So, 300 we won't make, 60 people we can reach directly, and uh, we have to communicate with them directly in the process. Well, we'll see later on what happens. But this is one of the first things you have to do. You have to make a sort of participation list, and you have to, uh, to make a sort of matrix that says, am I going to... Uh, only inform this guy or am I going to make him participate? Uh, does he make decisions, yes or no? Uh, does he have to be trained, yes or no? And so we get a whole matrix of uh, people and how to involve these uh, people. Then the, the, the next step, and uh, we go through it slowly in the, in the, in the fourth lecture. Uh, in the next step, we have to uh, align the business goals to the information goals. So somehow we have to find out what the business goals are, and somehow we have to, uh, to state what kind of information goals we have uh, in the organization. Uh, and uh, typically that is done with the alignment model of uh, Van Katterman and Henderson. So we have a business domain, we have an information domain, we have, an, uh, we have a, a, a strategic layer and we have an operational layer or tactical layer and then we have a, a two-by-two two matrix. Uh, but it also can be done with the, uh, the toolkit example that I've, uh, that I've put on the internet and that I spread around with the Tracy and uh, Henderson uh, because in the objectives of the organization most of the times they are not written down so you have to get them from top management somehow by interviewing these people and asking them like what do you think is important uh, what are your uh, what are your objectives what kind of uh, directions uh, is your, are you taking what kind of decision did you make on that so you have to to take it from the people themselves, you, you most of the time you don't get a plan like, okay, this is our organization plan, now you start your information strategy. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. So uh, you have to find it out yourself. Uh, a couple of times I have uh, rejected the information strategy because I couldn't find out what the, what the objectives of the organization were. So they, they couldn't make it clear to me uh, what kind of focus they had, what kind of directions they had. 
And then they expected me to, to help building an information strategy. And I said, well, I, I cannot do that. If you don't know where you're going, I, I cannot make an information strategy for that. So, or any, any information strategy will do, but that's not my, uh, my business. So, uh, so I gave back the assignment like, uh, okay, sorry, cannot do it. You, have, you first have to do uh, your homework. You, you first have to do your, uh, your organizational strategy. Uh, one example of, uh, of this Tracy and Henderson uh, uh, tool was in the, uh, in the plan that I showed uh, last time, the, uh, the handy uh, thing, and it's this one. It's in Dutch, so I shall uh, explain a little bit about it. But it's uh, Interpolis uh, uh, Insurance. Uh, clear as glass, they, uh, they have their uh, statement always uh, on television, and uh, I think they, uh, they live up to that. Uh, if, you, uh, if you look in the, in, uh, in the company, uh, it's really uh, quite clear how things are distributed and how things are, uh, how things are working. Uh, they clearly have a, a client focus, so, uh, for them, the client is the most important thing that they have. And they spend a lot of money on CRM systems. I don't know if you know what a CRM system is. Do you know what a CRM system is? Thank you, customer relationship management. They spend a lot of money on, uh, on, uh, on trying to know what, uh, what, what clients they have, how much money a client spends, on their insurance, how they can get them more, like uh, if they have a, a, a house insurance, can we get them a travel insurance too, can we get them uh, another insurance too, so cross-selling. Uh, but they also uh, uh, know how much I earn, they know in what area I live, what kind of house I live, uh, so they know a lot about me. Uh, at banks it's even worse, so I was at the... Uh, uh, I was at the, uh, the, I forgot the name, Fortis Bank uh, in, in Utrecht uh, two years ago. A student of mine was doing a master, master thesis there. And uh, the guy he was a marketing manager. He was kind of funny. And he, uh, he said to me, like, do you know how much I know of you? I said, no. Well, you, you probably will know uh, quite a lot, but not that much. Uh, he said, you have four children. I, I didn't have any chat with him uh, at all. Is you have four children. Your oldest one is 17. Uh, he said, uh, your uh, income, no, I will not tell you, <laughs> is <laughs> between, uh, he was 10,000 euro, he was beneath and underneath, but uh, up, up, under, under and up. Uh, he said, uh, you live in, in Buse, in quite an uh, expensive area. Uh, you, uh, your wife works at the police. He says, uh, so he went on and on and on and on. Then I thought, oh, this is, this is, and I'm not a, I, I don't have any account in the Fortis Bank. So uh, I'm, I'm not a client there. He, he just put his demographic uh, system to work and he put my name into it and, uh, and he gets all this information. 
So, so long for privacy in the Netherlands. It's, uh, if you think something is private, no, I don't think there is much, much to it. Uh, so uh, client focus is very important uh, for insurance, but also for a bank. So if, you, if we get into the Rabobank, uh, the client focus will also be very, uh, very important. You see that the other ones are called dissatisfier. Here and here. So we have a focus on client, fo on, on client, but we want to keep up a certain level of op operational excellence. So we want to be as fast as possible, but we don't spend too much money on it. So we can wait for a week for a mortgage. We can wait for a couple of days for a transaction to, uh, to pass. Uh, so we don't have to be the fastest one. Uh, but uh, still, we don't want to dissatisfy our clients. So we still want it to be as quick that the client is satisfied. So that's why it's called dissatisfy. And then we have a product which we think is good, but it doesn't have to be the best. So uh, competition in insurance is uh, mainly done on client focus. So if you have a very big client, for instance, a big company, uh, you will give him a ticket for, uh, for the game uh, Twente, Liv of Twente Tottenham and Hotspur uh, in a couple of weeks and he will be satisfied and he will be keep, keep going on uh, being a client uh, at, your, at your place. Uh, so if you know that this is their focus in information strategy, you directly start thinking about customer relationship management. So how is this implemented in the bank and how are we going to use that to get more clients and to keep the old clients? Uh, uh, if you look at banks at the moment, there are just as many people leaving the banks as coming in the banks. So it's, uh, it's about 20% uh, on both sides. So 20% is running away, 20% is coming each year. So we have 60% uh, of people staying with us uh, all the time. Uh, it's important to put money into those people, into keeping them, because you can only put uh, money into marketing, but that only will get people on the in one side, but, but you lose them on the other side. So it's, it's more important to, to, uh, to pay attention to keeping the people than getting, getting new people in. Uh, and you do that with information systems. At, at, the, at, the, at the Fortis Bank, for instance, they have the same system that uh, have, have all the information for me as non-client, but for the client they have more information and they put it on the desk when people come in. You, put, you only have to put in the name and you get all the information about family, about uh, position, about uh, debts, about uh, if it's good client, bad client, uh, whatever, on a small list so that the receptionist there can say, Hello, Mrs. Spill. Welcome. How's your daughter doing? Oh, she's just having a birthday. Congratulations. Uh, to have a personal, uh, personal contact and also to try and cross-sell things. Oh, I see you don't have a travel insurance uh, yet. Uh, uh, do you want one? Uh, and etc. So ICT is used to personalize uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the view of the, of the reception and to try to make the, the, the communication as personal as possible uh, when you have uh, about uh, 
300,000 clients in the, in the area, it will be very tough to, 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 to coordinate that and to, uh, to get all this information into, into a good, uh, good information system. That is why it's not only a matter of information system, it's more a matter of organization. So how do you train the people to act that way and how do you uh, organize it that the, the information is updated and that it's, uh, that it's always, uh, always good. So you put a lot of effort if you do an information strategy on life insurance or in the banking into that, uh, into that area. So if we go to the... <coughs> if we go to the, uh, the Rabobank Mid-20, uh, we uh, sit together with uh, Ewald Oudersteenwolf, so he is not in the group, but we have an interview with him, of course, and we say, okay, uh, what, is, what is your... Uh, and we already know by forehand that he's going to say client focus. And so that's, that we already know. But he has to say it for himself because he has to be clear in that and he has to know that uh, our information strategy will focus on the clients as, first, as a first uh, objective and then on the other, uh, other two parts. So together with him, you fill, you fill in uh, this, uh, this scheme. And you say, okay, so here we have the focus. Uh, and what are we going to do about it in this, uh, in this bank? What, is, what are the problems at this, at the, at this moment? Uh, how strong is the bank in, uh, in CRM? Uh, how is it organized? Uh, how many clients are there? 80-20 uh, rule. So which 20% of the clients is getting in 80% of the money? Because that's always the case. Uh, those people are very important for your, uh, for your bank. So those people you have to address uh, immediately. Uh, and the other people, the other 80%, well, it's less important. So you start to fill in that, and then you say, okay, what, what does dissatisfy your clients if, if something is not fast enough, if it's too expensive? So do they want to pay for a credit card, or do they don't, not want to pay for a credit card? Do they uh, want to pay for uh, extra speed, or do they not want to pay for extra speed? Uh, how can we make it as cheap as possible without spending too much money in it? So you... Uh, try to use ICT to speed up things and to make the costs lower. There are main things if you're talking about operational excellence. And then we have the dissatisfiers on the, on the lower side. And you say, okay, what, what kind of products do we have that... Uh, are different from other banks. So Rabobank, I have to stop because the battery is getting low. Uh, Rabobank is, uh, is good in small companies. So uh, better than ABN AMRO or ING or other banks. So you say, okay, small companies, small companies, sorry, our main focus here. So how can we help uh, uh, small companies with our ICT? 
So how can we, uh, so for instance, at Rabobank Twente, they have a portal for small companies where they can go and see uh, for, their tax, uh, for their tax applications and for other uh, financial services. They get very quick response. They can do some, uh, uh, some, 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 uh, uh, so sort of games there that, that, that uh, show them what kind of, uh, what kind of revenue they're going to have uh, next year, how they can do it better. So they have a sp specific portal for, for those companies which they are specialized in. Uh, but they also have a local function. So they, they, they are more close to the people than, than the other banks. So that's something which is closely related to that. So also uh, close relations to, uh, to the client. These things you can nearly know beforehand. So you, of course you're going to ask it in a work group, but you already know as a consultant a little bit how it's going to be filled in. So you can fill it in for them, with them, and help them uh, to get their direction, uh, direction straight. Well, these are two tools Stakeholder analysis, uh, focus, uh, strategic focus tools that you can use. Uh, so there are 50 tools in the, uh, in the syllabus uh, that can be used. Each of one is going to fill, uh, fill in one of them. Uh, I wish you success in that. Uh, and I uh, hope to see you next week. Uh, next week there will not be a guest lecture. The guest lecture will be on the 6th of October from KPMG. Uh, next week we ha will have the interorganizational uh, session, so uh, beware of that. But I put it on black blackboard, of course. But I didn't have time yet. Uh, thank you for your attention.